Okay. We're still here, and the world did not end, unless we need to wait for October 21st to see maybe if we're the remnant that's left behind. So the world did not end, so what is it that we do now? Well, it's obvious that we are still so much like the Thomas in our text today, as, as was just read. We, we give Thomas a hard time, don't we? He shows up a couple of times here in our Gospels, and it's always with some matter of doubt. I think we're a lot like Thomas, and we sound like him, uh, in saying, Lord, we don't know where you're going. How can we know the way? We are like him in that we don't seem to know where Jesus is going and how we are to follow him as he goes. We've tended to put all our emphasis on the hereafter rather than the way of Jesus right here and the here and now. Living out the familiar quote that is said sometimes about Christians that they have become so heavenly minded that they are no earthly good. In light of all that we've considered about the resurrected life over these last four or five Sundays, how do we find our way in this life? I mean, what does the resurrection have to do with going to work or going to the grocery store or meeting a neighbor? What in the world does it matter while we're here on earth? And how do we find the truth in this world and the life that God intends for us? Well, this question was one in the minds and really on the tongues of Jesus' followers. Their question was so intense that their hearts were troubled. Later, as we looked at with the two men on the road to Emmaus, they had some heart trouble as well. Their hearts were burning because they were in the presence of Christ and, and that was such a special and such a powerful thing. But this time, their hearts are doing something else. They're really troubled to the point that Jesus says, let not your hearts be troubled. That's a familiar funeral text. I've used it many times because it's, it's the, the word of Christ coming into a grieving and sorrowful heart that let not your heart be troubled. I'm here and I'm going to be here, even though at times you may not be able to see me. But their hearts are troubled. Thomas spoke up and I, I think all of them really felt the same way that he did. And uh, we can hear this clearly through his comment. He says, Lord, we don't know where you're going. Lord. We have no idea where you're going or what you're talking about. How is it that we can know the way? The way was standing right in front of them and had also promised to join them again later to introduce them more fully to the new dimensions of the kingdom through His resurrection that would happen in such a glorious manner. Jesus is standing there as their way. And so Jesus answered their question in the same way that He answered so many other questions like it before. John collects all these for us, and, and like no other gospel writer, he puts them right there in front of us for us to be able to consider. And so he answers it just like he did for everybody else, with a big I am in front of it. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the good shepherd. I am the bread of life. I am the living water. I am the gate for the sheep, and it goes on and on. You can look throughout the Gospel of John and make a long list of the I am's of Christ. Jesus is trying to make a point. And now for, for Thomas and the others, he answers with, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Or as other translations would put it, I am the way that is the truth and is the life. Their hearts did not have to be troubled and they didn't have to worry about finding their way in life any longer. For they had already found it. It was right there with them. He was standing in their midst 
with the words, Now you know Him and have seen Him. He was their way to dwelling with God, to experiencing the fullness of union with God. I love the songs that we sang earlier, just about that union that we have with Him, the way we can walk with God. And He would be stepping just ahead of them in their days ahead. His resurrection would confirm this way and this truth and this life. It's important to note here that Jesus is talking to them about the way He was making for them right there and then on earth. Not just a way for them to salvation or to heaven. This text, again, is used in many funerals. And there are parts of this text that can be quite uh, applicable to a, a funeral or to a death. But I think what Jesus is really getting at is what's going on in their lives right then and right there in light of His pending death and resurrection. Jesus is their way to the Father, the way they didn't have to wait to take after death. They could access it right then. As Jesus would say, the Father is in me, and I'm in the Father, and and really, if you're in me and I'm in you, then you have the Father with you as well. They could know God through Jesus. And beyond finding their way to the Father, they were to find the Father's way in them and in the world. Jesus had already inaugurated the kingdom of God. And we recognize that with the baptism of Christ. As Jesus was baptized in the Jordan River, He began the kingdom of God in this world. And we can see that as He walked for the next three years of His life. And the world uh, was watching to see this kingdom. As He looked at them and as He considered their lack of understanding, He left them with powerful words about the way God wanted them to go with their mission to continue building His kingdom on earth. And don't you know that was a scary thought? As Jesus looked out at this ragtag group of disciples and thought, okay, I'm leaving my kingdom work with them. And He could just name each one of them, and He had nicknames for a few of them about the way they lived and and about the, the way they would one day live, such as Peter. But He's looking at them thinking, I am entrusting all of this with them. And yet this is what He did. Jesus is talking about the kingdom here. A kingdom on earth. They would never have to wonder what they were to be doing or where they were to be going. They now had the way. And it was truth. And it was life. Pastor and author Rob Bell writes about this in his new uh, popular and somewhat controversial book titled Love Wins. And he is not the first person to shine some light on Jesus' earthly emphasis. But he has a great way of putting it. And here's what he writes in one of the chapters. It often appears that those who walk the, the talk the most about going to heaven when you die talk the least about bringing heaven to earth right now. As Jesus taught us to pray, Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. At the same time, it often appears that those who talk the most about relieving suffering now talk the least about heaven when we die. Jesus teaches us to pursue the life of heaven now and also then anticipating the day when heaven and earth are one. Honest business, redemptive art, honorable law, sustainable living, medicine, education, making a home, tending a garden. They're all sacred tasks to be done in partnership with God now because they will all go on in the age to come in heaven on earth. After hearing the prophecy of Harold Camping, the people interviewed on the video, and considering the emphasis from pulpits 
uh, about the great escape from this planet. And we've all heard some of those sermons. In fact, I've got one I want to preach to you sometime. Just about the great evacuation and everything burning up behind us. Of course, we always assume in that that we're not the ones being burned up. I'm going to bang my hand when I do it too. But I'm thinking these words, and more importantly, the words of Jesus, they're extremely timely, aren't they? I mean, I didn't plan all of this, and, and the people who put together all the lectionary texts for a given year, they weren't thinking that Harold Camping was going to... By the way, there was a funny tweet the other day that said, don't go camping with Harold. <laughs> I recommend that. I'm not sure if he's camping this morning or not. But they're extremely timely. And, and, and we're thinking all of this are things that people continue to talk about. These people left their jobs, uh, they, some of them sold their homes, they, they were ready for evacuation, and they thought that it was going to happen. And it didn't. So what are we to make of all of this? Well, these words of Jesus, again, apply to our context today. They are words for all those who were on their rooftops yesterday, as, re- as well as the rest of us, wondering where the Lord went, wondering where we are to go now. It really isn't that hard. Jesus here makes it very clear to us that that He is enough. He is the way for us in a world full of different directions and confusing signposts. He was the way back when He walked this earth, and He is still, He is still the way for us today. But what is He the way to? Well, first, He is our way to the Father, of being in perfect union with God. Again, look at this text where Jesus is talking about being in union with the Father and the Father being in union with Him. There is this idea of community. The community of God. God the Father. God the Son. God the Holy Spirit existing in this kind of special, perfect community. Jesus is telling these people standing in front of Him that this is what it's all about. As you follow Me, as you look to Me, you will live in this union with God the Father. He made that way by being God's way of reconciling the world to Himself. This is what He was doing. And we can know who God is and what God is like and what God wants for us through Jesus. We can hear God's voice, feel God's love, receive God's forgiveness, experience God's presence. All through Jesus. We can know the truth. We can live full lives. All through Jesus. This knowing becomes our dwelling place here on earth as well as in heaven. I wonder, how is your dwelling place looking these days? You might say, well, I don't know. I haven't gone there yet. Really? Are you sure about that? Is it just pie in the sky that you're waiting for? Just kind of going through your days in this life until you get there? Or is there something more to it than that? Well, I'm saying today there is. I think that's what Jesus is getting at here. There is a dwelling place waiting for you when you pass on from this earth. But there's a dwelling place for you and for me right now. What does that dwelling place for you look like? Is it a union between you and the Father through the Son Jesus? We could talk all day about mansions in heaven, but what about this one right here on earth? Could it be that God is trying to bring heaven into your life right now? Well, secondly, Jesus is the way to the kingdom. 
And we find our way to God through Jesus. We also find the way God has for us to live in this world. Becoming one with God leads us to become one with God's way in the world. And that way is all about God's kingdom work right here. It's living out that great rule for life of loving God and loving neighbor. Remember, Jesus said those are the two most important things you can do. Everything else hangs on those two. Loving God, there's that idea of union, and loving neighbor. There's the idea of kingdom. It is living out that great rule that God calls us to do. It is fully living out this love in our lives in the dwelling places that God has for us here. And we all have these dwelling places. We have one as a church as well. And we talk about it all the time. This context that we're in, this neighborhood, this community, this Highland neighborhood. Jesus has described for us the way for us to live right here in this neighborhood. It is a way that leads us into the streets, the homes, the needs, and the lives of the people right here in the neighborhood. It is the way that leads us to speak up for their needs especially for those who have no voice or no ears around to hear their voice, like those whose landlords aren't around to hear their complaints, to see their raw sewage, to fix their sagging, leaky roofs. It is the way that leads us to help children with their, with their multiplication tables and not just their Scripture verses. By the way, I find it much easier to help them with their Scripture verses than their multiplication tables. still working on that myself. It is the way that helps us to enter into the world of a veteran with PTSD. Understanding just how it is that a person could nurse deep internal wounds with a fifth or with a hit. It is a way that leads you to put a We Care sign in your front yard, to get out on your street, to plan a block party, and to build relationships with your neighbors. It is a way that leads you to give time on Tuesdays to help bless children with the love of Jesus Christ through something like Vacation Bible School. With all of them, all of those in need right here in our neighborhood, it is the way to show them that there is another way, that there is real truth, and that there is real life. But do you believe in this way? I mean, do you really Do you really believe it? Are you yourself following this pathway? Are you cognizant of the resurrection life inside of you that so desperately needs to get out rather than staying dormant until you're hereafter? Well, no, Jesus did not come for us yesterday. But He has left us with the way to where He is. Just as He told the disciples. We don't have to go far. We don't have to go far at all. Just a few steps ahead of you, right outside of this door. Let us pray.